BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Nice buns. Soft, fluffy, and ultra-low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra-low net carb bread. With incredible taste and texture, Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here and it is Tuesday. Max, what's going on? Not much. I'm feeling much better, thankfully. Feeling much better. Uh, bounce back from whatever issues I was having uh, the last couple of days. Um, you know, the you know, it's funny too. It's like the the positive uh, COVID cases in my office keep rising, and it's, I keep testing negative. So I'll do one more test today, but I, I really think that. It's- just some something else. It's just something else. Could you imagine? There's something else you can get sick from. I had no idea. I had the last no couple idea. years, I had no idea you can get sick from other things. Uh, but apparently, I got sick for something else. But I'm, I'm feeling much better today, so I'll bring the energy. I'll bring the energy. If you, if you listen to any of the pre-show, you know I'm already riled up about the goddamn Celtics. But. <laughs> What's going on, Sex Panther? And we spent spent about three minutes trying to get his mic in check because we we thought we had it, and then Arch brings up the Celtics, and then we're all out of whack again. Uh, second day on the road with the new job. I'm up in Godforsaken, Wisconsin, probably not too far from Arch right about now. But uh, yeah, just um, nothing. This sports has been lame. Yesterday was lame. Today is lame. It's it's. I'm ready for baseball. Damn it. <laughs> um. You know, you're talking about baseball. This is unscheduled, but I just was Googling earlier. Bleacher Report has a list of teams to be surprised or disappointed by. Well, that's got to be on the disappointed list. Yeah, uh, top listed surprise is uh, Kansas City Royals. They they think they're going to be better than that, 74 and a half. We've been saying it. We like yep. honestly, we've been saying it that I, I, the the Royals have been sneakily putting together a team that that I think is going to compete in in this day and age of baseball. It's 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 reminiscent to how they started configuring that team, uh, you know, eight eight nine years ago for for that little magical run they had for a few years. I I agree. I think the Royals have an opportunity to be sneakily good in that central. Um, there there's an opportunity for them to definitely. Uh, compete there so i like that i i don't think they you know can win the central necessarily but they're gonna be much better than we think yeah panther you on board i, I, I totally agree um you know they they've got that thing where they're 
building the pitching and the bullpen, much like they did for the World Series run in 14 and 15. They've got more speed in their lineup than anybody else in Major League Baseball. Uh, so I can see them doing that small ball thing that they were so successful with uh, back when they did the back-to-back World Series runs. And I don't know if you guys saw this. All 30 Major League Baseball teams now have to use a humidor for all their baseballs. <laughs> so for, for the teams that um, – you know, had had more humidity, and those the humidor should actually balance things out, the pH balance or whatever, however that's supposed to work, which would dry out the balls for, for the humid parks. Uh, so that that might create some more fly ball opportunities. I don't know if I consider Kansas City a humid park. It is pretty humid, Kansas City, but maybe the Salvador Perez will get a few more uh, home runs. <laughs> maybe so. Uh, disappointment, White Sox. Totally agree. Yeah. I think I think I think the White Sox are aiming for uh, a disappointing season, especially when you have that manager of theirs. Oh, Tony La Russa, right? Still, I uh, yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not a fan. I wasn't a fan last year. I think if they had a different manager, maybe they even go a little bit farther than they actually did. Um, I, it's, uh, I I agree. I think the White Sox are looking at a down year, especially because you know the, the Tigers started to put things together last year. I mean, the Twins spent so much fucking money in the off season to compete. Uh, the, it looks like the Guardians are going to be the shit team of that fucking. You know, we we talked about uh, um, uh, Shane Justin Bieber, right? And and what what his future looks like there. Um, man, that the Guardians look like the worst team in that central right now. But yeah, the the other three teams going to be nipping at the Chicago mm. White Sox heels. So uh, again, I agree. I think I think the problem with the White Sox is that the expectations are so high. Right, they've got they got the starting pitching, they got that young nucleus of hitters, and you've got a couple of teams that are kind of junk, particularly Cleveland in that division. So I think what could set them up for a letdown is the expectations are so high. You know, World Series contenders, yeah. blah blah blah. I think they win the division, but I don't think they're like one of those 100 win teams. This one jumped out at me as a disappointment because I just can't believe that anybody could be shocked or disappointed by the San Diego Padres. <laughs> Man, it's it's hard to uh, like. I don't know what to to make with this team. I think when we were talking about them, uh, the way too early uh, baseball predictions or baseball thoughts. Yeah, uh, this this is a team that yeah, it's in in theory they should be elite or or at least competing to be elite. Um, they've got a lot of talent, but the the Tatis Junior thing really freaks me out. I I I don't I didn't necessarily love when they signed Machado to that big contract. It hasn't necessarily worked out the way they thought it to. Um, they spent a lot on pitching that kind of fizzled last year. They brought in a new manager this year, so we'll, we'll see how, how they do. Uh, but I mean, when you're, when you're in the division with the Dodgers and then you got a fucking surprise team like the, the, the giants that come out of fucking nowhere and who, who the fuck knows what the goddamn Rockies are going to do. And sometimes, and sometimes even the diamondbacks just go on those runs where it's like, yeah, we're going to lose 30 games and then win 20 in a row. Um, Padres, Padres are a confusing team. I, I'm, I'm a little low on the Padres, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm pretty neutral on the Padres. I think when you look at what the Dodgers did, what the Rockies did, what the Diamondbacks did, they're, they're all got better. And I don't know that the Padres did anything, maybe even got worse because they got to start out of the gate with about two months or so without Fernando Tatis. And like Max mentioned, that pitching, it looked really good on paper, but the pitching never really measured up and they didn't do anything to improve it. So I, I'm neutral on the Padres, but I definitely don't like them as much as the Dodgers, who basically look like they could be the National League All-Star team all by themselves. Yeah, that's what it certainly looks like. I was zero in on one city. 
One city, two teams, both disappointment. Anybody want to guess? It's, it's New York. Gotta be New York. Yeah, it's New York. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, because you already gonna you already mentioned one Chicago team, and I mean the other Chicago team we know is going to probably be a disappointment as well. Um, yeah, I, listen, uh, a lot of hope, a lot of a uh, lot of you know. Uh, faith in the, that the Mets are going to finally turn things around. And, and I said it is like, if DeGrom and Scherzer can stay healthy, best ones you punch in baseball, that's a big fucking if. Uh, you know, Scherzer's 37 years old. DeGrom is 34 years old. DeGrom coming off some back to back seasons where he's had some weird kind of like uh, elbow or forearm issues. That's never good. That's, you never want to shut down a pitcher for elbow or forearm issues, right? Especially a guy that's had Tommy John surgery before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scherzer looked fucking amazing in, in, in his last start. And, um, spring training so uh and hitting wise like Lindor fucking hit two home runs in that last game so you're looking at uh, some of the stuff that they they did in the offseason and it's like yeah that that team should be competitive that team should win the NL East but it's the fucking Mets all right and then don't get me started on the Yankees I mean yeah this, this is a team that uh we thought that maybe they had the right idea they were building around some some core players like Judge and 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 then they spent all that money on Giancarlo Stanton and everything kind of just went to shit. Now, Judge looks like he's, uh, you know, he looks old, right? Like he looks he's falling apart. And I, we were talking about this the other day about who the strength and conditioning coach is uh, for, for the Mets. Uh, whoever it is for the Yankees, fire that motherfucker. Bring in someone new. This team has not been able to stay healthy the last few seasons. Yeah, I think the best thing you say about New York as a whole is if you could combine the two teams, if you could take the pitching from the Mets and combine it with the hitting with the Yankees, I could, I could probably build a team to rival the Dodgers, but as they stand now, I think the Mets have hitting issues and I think the pitching is going to be fine, particularly in the NL East and the Yankees, but Garrett Cole wasn't great last year. We talked about him at nauseum and particularly once they you know took away his, a uh, little little finger help the gel but the stick, sticky tack but uh, after Garrett Cole I mean Severino got lit up the other day I don't know who they got for pitching and where it's going to come from and you look at the improvements Toronto in mm-hmm. particular I, I agree I do not like the Yankees here at all yeah I want to back that up and it's yeah the Yankees were conservative oddly so to, in their offseason and the Toronto and Toronto and Boston are clearly trying to get much better so Wow, it's a weird. They put themselves in a weird spot. Yeah, if you're if you're the Yankees, I mean, is is Donaldson really the upgrade you're looking for? Mm. I, I, he's he's a good bat, but I mean, what he's like what thirty six, thirty seven? He's up there in age. You're going to say that he's going to play an entire season? I don't think he's played an entire season for what three seasons? Yeah. Uh, so I, I mean, they they whiffed on Trevor Story. That was kind of like their big guy. They whiffed on uh, Correa, right? That was their other guy that they were going after. Very un Yankee like, right? Um, yeah. But it seems like the Dodgers have supplanted the Yankees as the Yankees in this league. If you think about <laughs> no it, no shit. Yeah. West Coast Yankees. I don't know. No problem spending money in L.A. That's for no sure. No joke. All right, it'll be fun. Baseball's heating up. It's almost here next week. Start next week talk, we're starting, right? We're starting to talk baseball next, next Thursday. Week. Yeah. So we get we got to do our uh, futures and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. Soon. And I've already yeah. been coordinating with somebody to come in and you know. Tell us what the numbers look like. So that'll be fun. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. We get a couple of guys that have done numbers with us before, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm always kind of fishing for more people. Um, <laughs> but this is a change. We're changing gears completely here. Sex Panther, when you sent me a story. You you didn't want to talk about it necessarily, but felt like you wanted to. NFL says all teams must 
add minority offensive coach and expands the Rooney rule to include women. Panther, why don't you take the lead? Yeah. I'll take the lead by, by how nauseous it makes me. It's a, again, it's one of those trying to legislate morality and trying to, you know, inclusion by mandate. I, maybe the rea- maybe I'm not saying it's true, but maybe there's just not that many minority coaches worthy of, you know, being an NFL assistant, but to, to mandate it, I, I just have a very hard stance against this. Now I get it. We've talked about this where, the NFL kind of does reek of being a, a good old boys club, right? There probably is from the ownership groups because they're a bunch of old white guys. There might be some racism in, in involved there. But to ma- mandate this, I hate it. I just hate it for the principle of what it is and what, what it does. If a coach is good coach, Mike Tomlin, they're going to get there on their merits. And, and that's pretty much what I want to stand on. Max, yeah, yeah, I, I do have some thoughts on this, and I think uh, first off, I think, uh, and I'm, I'm trying to get back in the way back machine to see how they handled this originally, but it seems like they they should have went the shame route a lot sooner. You, you know, I think they went with legislation earlier on uh, when they should have went the shame route of publishing the reports of which teams were hiring uh, minority coaches, which teams were were not. And I think that should have been like front and center, like every season after the offseason, like, you know, essentially giving grades on on uh, on teams that that, you know, did hire minority coaches and not and really, you know, put it front and center of which teams were consistently not doing so. And I think that uh, that might have uh caused an internal change of, you know, just perception wise of, of uh, ownership deciding, OK, well, we don't want to be at the bottom of the barrel anymore. Let's let's make a concerted effort to actually do this. Right. Um, but they didn't do that, uh, to, to my knowledge and, and my recollection. They, they didn't go the shame route. They went, you know, they originally all right, we're going to roll out this Rooney rule. We're going to uh, create this system where, you know, mandating uh, the interviewing of candidates. And that that didn't necessarily go so well. Right. Because, again, you saw the stuff that was happening with coaches being brought in uh, just to check a box. And, and that's that's not the purpose of this. Now, uh, there's benefits of it. Right. I mean, uh, you, we said it before, just getting the opportunity, may, you know, uh, maybe they don't get the opportunity if there's not the Rooney rule. Uh, having the ability to interview and learning that process, I think that's a, a valuable experience. You maybe you know if you learn from it and say, okay, I fucked this up, or I got to do this better next time. Um, so there's a lot of benefits to it. But to this specific rule change, I would look at it this way: is they they def- I, I I don't know if they defined at what level of of coaching. But you got to start at the lower levels. If you look at a guy like Sean McVay, he came in as an offensive quality control right, guy. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, he was, he was what, uh, 20 fucking four years old or 23, whatever it was. He came in at a very low level and was able to learn and and be around a lot of great people and, and you know, rose up through the ranks. And so if you're saying it's like, yeah, let's bring in – you know, uh, making sure that we're filling in at least uh, those, you know, lower offensive roles and, and and including a minority or including a woman at that level. I, I think that's a good, 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 good idea, because, I mean, you're, you're going to see what you got got with this person, if they can learn on the job, if they can absorb a lot of information. But to kind of shoehorn and say it's like, ah, well, you know, we have to have uh, a woman or a black offensive coordinator. It's, that's kind of rough, man. That's that's kind of rough because you're looking around the league and 
there's a lot there's a lot of offensive coordinators that probably don't need their you know deserve their fucking jobs as it is <laughs> you know so I, I to just say like ah oh, we have to shoehorn something like I think this league just needs an overhaul of their whole fucking coaching system. I, you know, I kind of like what Belichick did. You see what Belichick did, by the way? No. He's like, I'm not one for titles. <laughs> and so he's, he's got, uh, he brought back two of his, uh, his, his former guys. Uh, Joe judge is back. And uh, that schmuck from Detroit is back. Yeah, uh, Patricia. <laughs> and uh, he said, it's like, Oh, both these guys are going to play a role in the offense. Now, Matt Patricia, not known for his offensive prowess, by the way, not known for his defensive prowess, not known for his coaching prowess in general, but he's basically said, it's like, I'm going to bring these guys in. They're not going to have titles. They're just going to do what they do. And they're going to help me out. And they're going to help call plays. And they're going to like, uh, they're going to help out this team. Um, interesting, interesting philosophy. Uh, we'll see how that actually plays out with with Belichick there. But I kind of, I kind of like that thought. It's like let's just bring in talented people and and give them an opportunity. And I think you know, again, if if you're looking at that lower level of of bringing people in and and to learn the ropes, that's that's the opportunity that a lot of people need. And so uh, I, I'm fine with it there. But you know, I it, it's it, yeah, the legislation thing typically doesn't work out the way that people intend it to. Right. There's always unintended consequences. Like I remember a story. This is not sports related at all, but I remember a story. If a pregnant woman tests positive for drugs, the doctor's supposed to call the police. Well, it sounds great. It's going to help the fetus. Well, it turns out drug using pregnant women don't go to the doctor anymore. Exactly. Yeah. There's always unintended consequences when you try and legislate stuff like that. I don't know what the lower level on you know NFL staffs looks like but maybe there should be some sort of development program where you bring in a bunch of people mm-hmm. maybe the NFL provides each team with a grant to bring in low level you know like interns basically to you know just like leadership camp to see you know who's got what kind of skills and then maybe you can advance up from that into the actual staff yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's got to start at that level because yeah, right. you, you, you can't just like, you know, there, there's very few guys that are former players that can just like come into the league and be an effective good coach. I mean, you, you know, just talking about players in general of coming in and being a good coach, um, it's it's tough. I mean, a lot of the guys that are thriving right now weren't necessarily former players. They've just around football. They they were around They're nerds. coaches. They're the exactly. nerds. Yeah. 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 They I mean, love look, the game. Look at Miami yeah. right now. Right. I mean, that, that fucking nerd is running the fucking show in Miami. Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Goddamn screech. <laughs> All right. Enough of that seriousness talk. Max, it's time to take a breather. Yeah, let's talk about the book club. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Mostly gentlemen, I'm sure. Uh, you can head over to our Patreon, spend twenty five bucks a month. What are you spending twenty five bucks a month? Like honestly, like you, you can you can get twenty five bucks and, and put it together and join our Patreon. You get access to our book club. The book club is our hangout. It's, it's, a, it's a private Discord channel. We talk about sports betting. We talk about random shit. But yeah, mostly sports betting, right? So the stuff that we don't have time for the show, or you know, Arch is crunching the numbers after the show and frantically posting them. Uh, that's what you get access to. So college basketball, uh, golf, hot. Uh, of, uh, tennis, uh, CSGO, um, extra NASCAR stuff, right? Phil's hanging out there all the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, head, head, over, head over to the book club and, and you know, uh, make some money, you idiots. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. 
Mike Rose posted a hell of a parlay in the user picks there last night. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. His twenty five bucks would have turned into one twenty nine. So oh nice, it hit. So nice. good job, Mike. Mike's been listening for a while. I appreciate Mike Rose. Yeah. All right. Appreciate appreciate him spending the twenty five dollars a month to join our Patreon. That's it, because he said that's a night out at Applebee's, fools. I, he did, you know. It, it's it's true. Listen, and I, and I get it. Listen, and, you know, it's you got to make choices in life. But I mean, you, you're spending how much money on your fucking streaming services already? Like, I mean, you you know, are streaming services helping you make money. Mm, that's right. <laughs> and we priced our book club compared to what we, you know other people's in their private servers or private slacks, and we thought, oh, we'll go ten percent of what they charge. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I think we th- we think that's a fair number. All right, NBA, what do you got? All right, uh, let's start off uh, Chicago and Washington. Uh, Bulls not playing their best basketball right now. Uh, it's actually been a lot worse on the road. Just seventeen and twenty-two on the road this season. One and three on their current road trip. Uh, it's a team that was locked into the top spot in the East for a long time, but more than likely, I think at best, fifth seed. At worst, they could drop into the playing tournament. The loss of Lonzo Ball really fucking impacted this team, and maybe just maybe he shouldn't be wearing his goddamn big baller brand shoes while while trying to recover. Ooh. It's not a good way to help your knees out, buddy. Uh, probably <laughs> looks like he won't return this season. Uh, it seems like uh, his rehab's not going well. For Washington, ah. Is it weird to say that they've actually found a good rhythm around Porzingis? Won three of their last five games, somehow above 500 at home this year. I think the value's on Washington here. Uh, $10 money line bet on the Wiz. And not a game that I'm on. Porzingis has, you know, kind of made his presence felt in Washington, but the absence of a legitimate point guard, I just, you know, guys like Ish Smith. Just doesn't get me excited. They bench Raul Nuto. Uh, so I don't even know what they're doing with their point guard situation. It just leaves too much in the air for me. Chicago has to win these games, right? If they can't win and cover against someone like Washington, then their their future in the playoffs is not going to bode well. So I'm going to lean Chicago here. But much like you said, I, I can't trust them right now. Yeah, I like where you're at, Max. This is not a game I'm on, but you know, I'm popping the cork, I'm smelling it, and then it's got some trappish notes coming from the uh, <laughs> here. It uh, looks like everybody's hitting Chicago, and it's gone from minus three to minus two and a half. So, little undertones. All right. Uh, next one, last one up for me. Let's talk Milwaukee and Philadelphia. Uh, Bucks coming off that really big loss to the Grizzlies, a game that Giannis missed due to a banged up knee. I, I kind of called that one too. I bet on. Uh, I bet on the Grizzle, hoping that Giannis wasn't going to play. He didn't play. Looks like he's going to be back in the lineup today. I think with the, all these playoff seating implications, at, uh, you know, at stake, uh, he's he's going to try to finish this. And, I mean, they they got to care about playoff seating, right? Some somewhat. Do, do does Milwaukee care? Maybe no, maybe not. They don't, I don't give know. a shit. They're just, yeah, they'll just right. get to the playoffs and win. Who fuck it? Yeah, uh, with less than eight games left to play, uh, top four seeds in the East are just an absolute fucking coin flip. Sixers uh, coming off that double digit loss to the Suns. I don't uh, Panther. You're, you're, you're of course you're a fantasy uh, guy. Um, did you see how bad fucking Harden did in that last game? Yeah, God damn it. Two two for eleven from the field. Uh, scored fourteen points. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I think he's going to bounce back today. Listen, I think he's going to end the regular season strong. He's going to be unbelievable the last eight games of the season because he's he's got to have that slump in the playoffs. So he's got to like, go into the playoffs high so he can slump in the playoffs. So he, I think he's going to bounce back today. Uh, it should be a close one. Listen, if you, if you talk about a game that you should probably just ignore the spread and money line, I think it's this one. I have Philly winning enough times to bet them. 
but only covering some of the time. So uh, $10 money line bet on the Sixers. Well, you might be in good shape because I'm going to do the unthinkable. And that's bet on the fucking Bucks. Oh boy! I just don't, you know, when Jim, when Harden came to Philadelphia, they played like they were unbeatable and they've regressed quite a bit. And outside of Embiid and Harden, they just don't get a lot of help. By Buell is a defensive monster, but he doesn't really do anything for the offense. Uh, Milwaukee's healthy. And I think this is kind of a measuring stick for them. They want to see how they measure up against Embiid and Harden, uh, particularly on the road. So I'm actually going to money line. I, is it still a plus line? Might be minus one hundred five. I'm going to money line the bucks here and put ten bucks on the bucks. You get plus one hundred five versus Max's like minus one twenty. Not a game I'm touching. Too close to call. <laughs> yeah, this, I'll lean the seventy sixers here uh, because I think they win, and we'll just follow Max's thought process. If they win, they probably cover. But uh, this game looks to be tough. That's a really tough one. Uh, that's it for me, Panther. What else you got? I've only got one more game. We're going to look at Utah going to the Clippers. Uh, I think when you look at the line, it's it's shifted two points since this morning when I first looked at it. And I think that a lot of that has to do with Rudy Gobert. He did not play. He had some uh, leg issues his last game on Sunday. And it looks like he's questionable for this game. But from what I'm reading, he is expected to play. And we're kind of seeing that line move that direction. It has to be Rudy Gobert because the Clippers just have not been playing that well. And I don't like the Clippers without Kawhi or Paul George. This road is bumpy as hell. <laughs> I mean, I didn't hear it when I'm talking. Uh, but I'm on I'm on Utah here, so give me 10 bucks on the Jazz. Uh, yeah, so Go- Gobert is definitely out, right? That's what, that's what I saw? He's questionable. He's questionable. Okay, I thought he was definitely out. Um, man, this is a weird one. Right. This this mm-hmm. line just seems just seems bizarre to me. Like, I mean, on the surface, like what Utah wins this one by five, you know, like, I mean, this this seems bizarre to me. Um, I'll lean the jazz here, but I, I did not like this one one bit. Yeah. Second second. What you say, Max, uh, I agree 100 percent. I will lean Utah here, but I'm not touching this game. It's all over the place and I don't like it. All right. Well, you guys don't like my plays, so <laughs> screw you both. I'm done with the association. Well, you're going to hate my play, too, because I only have one today, and we are going to Brooklyn. Did he just die? Who? Did he die? Did everyone die? Hello? I'm here. I am here as well. Seems like a Max, Max issue. you're dead. Yeah, it's a Max issue. All right. Well, while Max figures his stuff out, uh, I'm looking at Brooklyn. Detroit's coming to town. Detroit is a whopping plus 13 and a half. I think the Brooklyn Nets cover or win. I do not think they cover. I think they win by the 9-10 margin. So I got a few points to play with, and I'm hoping the Pistons can just kind of show up tonight. I'm going to take Detroit plus 13 and a half for 10 bucks. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I somehow just got disconnected from the chat. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, just fine. Yeah, you're oh, good. Weird. Um, yeah, I, I think Detroit can keep that close. I, I think, you know. Well, close-ish. Yeah. Close-ish. Yeah, no. I, I Listen, I mean, uh, Brooklyn had that much to do about Kyrie, you know, his homecoming, being able to play at home. And what did they do in that last one? They shit the bed. <laughs> so I do look for him to come out and and, and try to wow the home crowd and and – uh, have the fans embrace him from a six foot distance. Uh, I, I will lean Detroit getting those points. Hey, oh, we saw what Kyrie can do against bad teams when he uh, put up what 60 against Orlando. 
is another bad team. I like Detroit when they're at home, but we're on the road. They're perfectly capable of getting blown out by 13 and a half. Uh, I'll lean Brooklyn, but I'll give you moral support. All right. Playing both sides. It's as the season's coming to an end, it's fine. It's getting harder and harder to find value in my mind. So this is just, it really is. Yeah. If you just tapped out for a week or so, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Uh, NHL. What do you got? I only got one. Uh, surprisingly, uh, let's talk this Colorado and Calgary game. Uh, you know, if you wanted to express just how good the avalanche have been this season, Look no further than to compare them to the Flames. Uh, Calgary is the top team in the Pacific Division. They lead Los Angeles by seven points. Colorado leads Minnesota in the Central Division by double that amount. Jesus. That is 10 more points better than Calgary. Uh, but it's, it's just hard to ignore what the Flames have done this season, especially offensively. Let's run through these numbers real quick. Fourth in shots on goal. Sixth in high danger shots. Second in high danger percentage. Lockstep with expected goals and actual goals for. And then defensively, second best goals against per game and third in the least amount of shots allowed per game. Uh, fact is, they're, they're also 21 and six, 21, six and six at home this year. All, all you know, I, that's that's me saying uh, Calgary's not half bad. They're, pr- they're pretty good. Calgary, uh, Colorado, I, they are the team to beat in the West. We know that. But this is a team that has failed. They have faltered. They've tripped up in the playoffs before. And I think the Flames are a team that could you know, be the stumbling block for Colorado in the playoffs. And maybe we get a preview of that tonight. Uh, $10 bet on Calgary. I am on one game as well, and this is that game. Uh, huge measuring stick game for both teams, particularly Calgary, because Denver, you know, Colorado is the de facto team to beat. Uh, but they've been beat. They've had hiccups. This is, this is a huge game. This could be like game of the year. Uh, but I'm with you, Max. I think at home, everything at stake here for Calgary to really for their own mindset between the ears to know that they can compete with the Avalanche. This is a big game. So I'm putting 10 bucks on the Flames as well. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to argue. I look at the Flames. The, the only thing that concerns me about the Flames is the the line shift here. Uh, minus 118 down to minus 113, minus 115. I don't know if you want to make a big stink about that or not when these two teams are that evenly matched. So hmm. I'll lean the Flames here, though, in this one. A, t- a tad bit of T-ish undertones in this yeah, one. But, especially I mean, with, uh, it's just when Colorado's so good, I don't know that it's really T-ish, is it? No, I just I'm I'm seeing right now the early money is yeah. hammering Cal- Calgary and the line's getting better. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I, that's what I'm saying minor T-ish, but I listen. I think a hell of a game, hell of a game, and 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 I, I do think you know Calgary has a good chance of uh, you know coming out on top of this one. Yeah. Do you see that line shift for the Wild minus three sixty five down to minus two eighty? Yeah, I did see that, and um, not to say that the—I mean, the, the money's still on Minnesota, but it's it, there's a huge difference between the money and public in this one. Mm. Uh, you know, so it, it seems like some people are, are some, some some sharps are coming in on Philly, some finding some value there. I, I, I don't hate it. I mean, Philadelphia's a shit team, but it's not like Minnesota's been uh, you know running wild. Uh, Whoa, <laughs> unintended uh, lately. Um, uh. So uh, I, I don't hate that as, mm-hmm. as a, a little bit of a lottery ticket for Philadelphia. Yeah, I think it more, feels like more of a correction. Like Philadelphia is bad, but they're not that bad. 280 seems even still seems a little chalky, but uh, 365, that was way too high. <laughs> gotcha. All right. What did we talk about today? Uh, we talked about disappointing teams, mostly in New York, apparently. 
We talked about the Rooney rules being expanded to include women. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> you want to interview all those women on it for your staff and then not hire a minority or a woman. Uh, we talked about NBA and NHL. Max, that is it. What we didn't talk about is what happens if women start getting hired as minorities. That's over. Then the league is over. It's just shut it down. <laughs> Download the DGENS app for Android or iOS and let us know anything about our picks, your picks, anyone's picks over on Twitter at Betting Absolute, no matter where you listen to that. Please, highest rating, comment, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. Panther, take us home. Get you home with a Panther parlay. This one's easy because I only bet three games today. I'm on the Milwaukee Bucks, the Utah Jazz, and those Calgary Flames. Put those three together. It'll be your Panther parlay. We're hanging out on Facebook. We're on Twitter. And lately, it's been Discord. Join the book club and shoot the shit with us. Call us out by name. We will holler right back. But most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday. What you're going to do today when it's all said and done, kids. It's all make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.